Sabres and Kings tonight. We'll preview it coming up here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including our YouTube channel where you can watch the show. Uh, Just search Locked On Sabres when you get to YouTube and you'll find us right there. Joe DiBiase, we've got a matchup against the LA Kings to preview for Tuesday night's game at KeyBank Center before the Sabres head out west for a couple of games on the West Coast, including in Colorado, in Vegas, and in Arizona. But tonight, we have the LA Kings. Uh, We'll go to uh, our YouTube channel, though, for a comment of the show. Uh, And this one is courtesy of CJ, who says, Middle stat bums me out. I thought he was going to become an offensive threat for the Sabres. He probably will once he is traded. Uh, I would not anticipate that Middleset would go elsewhere and become great if it's not going to happen here. Don Granado is giving Casey Middlestat every single opportunity to produce on this team, and it is not really happening. So what's going to happen on another team? Unless, you know, some Evan Rodriguez situation comes to play and he gets paired with Sidney Crosby or he gets paired with Connor McDavid or Nathan McKinnon. Short of that, I don't think we're going to see much more from Casey Middlestat uh, wherever he may go on his next stop uh, if he does have another stop, which, you know, you play in the NHL long enough and you'll have one. So anyways, thank you for the comment, though, and the question. Let's preview tonight's game against the LA Kings, and we can start with Casey Middlestat because, once again, uh, this is confirmed uh, after Monday's skate was looking this way, Tuesdays as well. Casey Middlestat is going to skate on the top line once again with Tage Thompson and Alex Tuck. Uh, Middle set on the left wing, Tuck on the right, and Thompson at center. And that line was not bad in the first game that they had together. I thought Thompson and Tuck did a lot of the heavy lifting. Middle stat, a couple of turnovers, didn't look all that comfortable uh, on the wall playing at that position. Um, I don't love him on that line. I think Krebs, as I said on yesterday's show, is a better fit for Tage Thompson and Alex Tuck. But Granado is exhausting all options to see if he can get anything out of Casey Middlestat uh, before writing him off. So that's the top line for Tuesday night's game. Second line, the kid line, the Legion of Zoom, Dylan Cousins, Jack Quinn, and J.J. Paterka. Third line, Tyson Jost at center with Victor Olofsson and Rasmus Asplund, Peyton Krebs on the checking line, centering Zemgis Gergensens and Kyle Oposo. And then your blue line, Matias Samuelson and Rasmus Dahlin, Owen Power and Jacob Bryson. And a second game in a row for Kale Clegg. Uh, Ilya Labushkin out, obviously, as is Henry Yoki Haru. And it is Kel Clegg who will be in over Lawrence Pilot, which, you know what, fine. Pilot has not been that great in his return to Buffalo. I don't think he's been bad by any stretch of the imagination. Clegg's been a little bit of a present surprise, uh, pleasant surprise as a uh, as a Sabre this year. He hasn't done anything terrific, um, played a lot of minutes own power earlier in the season, and just gives them a little bit of depth, I guess. So that's the Sabres lineup for the game. And it'll be middle stat on the number one power play unit again, unless Don Granado makes a last minute change. And we'll see how that goes. I actually asked Don Granado on WGR on Tuesday morning 
his thoughts about Pittsburgh taking away Tage Thompson on the power play, following him on that left flank to take away that one-timer. And Granado expressed confidence that the other players, Darlene, Cousins, and Tuck, their shots from the wall and from the point are going to force teams to kind of play back into the middle and not be able to cheat over to Tage Thompson's side. He actually made a specific reference to the first power play the Sabres had against Pittsburgh on Saturday night. Pittsburgh followed Thompson out to the faceoff circle, and Granado said that Darlene, like he was coached to do in that situation, just shot down the middle uh, where it was wide open because that penguin was on the left uh, occupied with uh, Thompson. And Darlene just walked down the middle and ripped a wrist shot, low blocker on Casey DeSmith and hit the goalpost. So the Sabres were that close to kind of, you know, forcing the Penguins off their spot right away if Darlene had finished that. And I think that's the right approach. I told you, I think Victor Olofsson makes sense as a, a, a one-timer on the right flank. But if he's not going to make that change, then the way to go is Darlene's got to either just walk down the center of the ice and rip him and score some goals, or Cousins has to do that from the right side. But those two are the guys that are going to have to really play aggressive and shoot to, shoot to score. You know, really walk down with aggression, no hesitation, and just rip them. And as, when they start scoring goals doing that, then I think that it'll free up Thompson uh, just a little bit. That's the Sabres lineup for Tuesday night. We'll take a quick timeout, and when we come back, what's going on with the L.A. Kings, the Sabres' opponent? First time they see them on the season. Uh, And was that right, actually? Let me double-check that. Did they have – they didn't have a matchup with the Kings earlier in the season, I don't think. No, February. February is when they go to L.A. Uh, So, yes, first meeting of the season against the L.A. Kings. What's going on with them? Where are they in the standings? Who are their leading goal scorers? What does their lineup look like for tonight's game? And a full saber that you've known to be on the LA Kings that is not currently on the LA Kings, kind of. And I'll tell you what happened there with that former saber when we come back here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. Later in today's episode, we'll do our betting preview for Tuesday night's game. And that will be brought to you by betonline.net. It's your number one source for sports betting information all season long. Uh, Every professional sport out there, every amateur league out there as well. Not every. I don't think you could probably bet on, uh, you know, my cousin's T-ball or anything like that. But from pro football to the college football bowl season, the NBA, the FIFA World Cup, they've got it all covered at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. They are the fastest and easiest way to get all your betting information. I've been saying this all year long. Use BetOnline for your fantasy lineup decisions in fantasy football. Look at the over-unders for yardage. Look at the, the spreads for touchdown scores and use the lines to figure out what is the most likely outcome and use that to uh, to your fantasy teams and for your fantasy lineup decisions. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Joe DiBiase back here on the Locked On Savers podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. When you are done with us, uh, be sure to make Locked On Sports Today your next listen. Great. You got the take of the day. You've got recaps from the night before. All the stuff you need from the top headlines in sports. Locked on sports today. All right. The LA Kings. First time the Sabres see the Kings 
all year long. You may remember I talked them up a lot last year. They were my Stanley Cup futures bet that I made midway through the year. I like to do that about the midpoint of every season. And they had very good advanced numbers. They just weren't getting the saves and they weren't getting the shooting percentage. Their PDO was really low, which usually points to they were getting unlucky. Uh, but if you look at this game uh, for the for the Kings and where they are uh, after tw- after 31 games played, the Kings are having a better season in terms of results. They are tied for second place in the Pacific Division, 35 points. That is tied with Seattle, six points back of Vegas. So Vegas is running away with the Pacific a little bit. The Kings have 35 points. That is five points clear of a playoff spot. Colorado actually is out of the playoffs right now at 30. LA is at 35. Now they do have a negative goal differential on the season at minus six. So a little bit of a concern there. Their advanced numbers on the year, pretty darn good. Uh, Expected goals for percentage, 53.3% at five on five. That is number six in the NHL. Really strong. Their shot share uh, at uh, for Corsi percentage is 10th in the NHL at 51.96%. Now, the problem with the LA Kings is their power play and their special teams. Their special teams, their goaltending has really let them down uh, this season. And if you look at their percentage on the year, they are at, where are we looking? You know, they're outside the top 10 in terms of power play percentage. Just looking at this top list that only has the top 10 and they're not in it. Um, But, you know, it's just another one of those weird seasons where they dominated five on five for possession. It might just come down to the Kings don't have great goal scorers. They'll get the opportunities and they just don't score a lot of goals. Now, what's new for the LA Kings? Kevin Fiala acquired in the offseason from the Minnesota Wild. He is having a fabulous season. He is their number one point getter with over a point a game, 32 points in 31 games played, nine goals and 23 assists on a fresh new contract, 26 years old, great player. Anze Kopitar, mainstay on the Kings for a long, long time. He's getting up there, 35 years old, but still playing well, 27 points in 31 games played as their number one center, averaging exactly 20 minutes of ice time a night. And a lot of veteran production at the top of the of the lines for the Kings. Victor Arvidsson at 22 points in 29 games, including eight goals. Philip Deneau with 20 points in 31 games played uh, is what you're looking at for their blue line. Now, for their defense, still the Drew, Jow- Drew Doughty show, uh, logging big, big minutes with 26-20 averaging per night, a huge number. Michael Anderson, 23 years old. Averaging almost 22 minutes a night. A uh, little bit of an up-and-comer uh, in their group. Uh, advanced numbers, I'd actually have to look at. I haven't seen him really you know, lighting up the scoreboard by any means. He's only got seven points on the season. But he's logging big minutes, and he has been skating with Drew Doughty on that top pair. Uh, Fourth-round pick of the Kings in 2017, five years ago. Um Kind of by default, he's been on their top pair. They don't have a very strong blue line. The rest of their blue line, Sean Dersey and Matt Roy. Uh, might even be Matt Wah. Don't know. On their second pair, uh, that's on me if it's if it's Wah. Alex Edler, Sean Walker is their third pair. Yeah, Alex Edler still playing hockey uh, in his career. How old is Alex Edler at this point? He is 36 years old. Uh, would have guessed like he's 39. I mean, he played in that finals between the Canucks and the Bruins 10 years ago. Um, but anyways, uh, also 
excuse me, Alex Iafolo, uh, local product, Eden, New York. He is back in the Kings lineup. He was dealing with an injury all year. Uh, he has now played eight games on the season. He is back in their lineup, played the other night, got an assist against the Blue Jackets. Uh, he has seven points in eight games played. So he's playing great uh, this season uh, despite missing a bunch of it. Uh, their lines for tonight, Anze Kopitar, Kevin Fiala, Arthur Kellyev uh, on the top line, uh, Philip Deneau, Trevor Moore, and Gabriel Velarde on the second line, Rasmus Kupari, Adrian Kempe, uh, and Alex Iafolo is the third pair. Kempe, by the way, uh, I should bring up here. Kempe, I believe, has also been dealing with an injury. No, he is not. Uh, he's played all games, 31 games, uh, 10 goals, and 8 assists. Now, that is a little bit lower than what he was at last year, 35 goals scored last season, and he is well below that pace this year. But that was bound to happen, a little bit of shooting percentage regression for Kempe. So he's skating with Kupari and Alex Iafolo, and then the fourth line, Blake Lazotti, Jarrett Anderson Dolan, and Carl Grunstrom. Maybe some players you're learning about for the first time. But what about that former Sabre that I tease going into the break that is kind of on the Kings, but really not anymore? Cal Peterson. Remember Cal Peterson? Former Sabre goalie prospect, North Dame left at four years of college. He went to the LA Kings. He became their starting goaltender as Jonathan Quick began to decline and signed a big contract. And he's only in year one of that big contract. And he's already been waived and sent to the minors. In fact, right now, Cal Peterson is with the Ontario Reign in California uh, in the... Um, excuse me, in the uh, AHL. Uh, Cal Peterson. He has played 10 games this year. Really poor numbers, an 868 safe percentage, despite having a winning record of 5-3-2. and two. Cal Peterson, uh, how the mighty have fallen. And his contract, by the way, if you're wondering, he's in year one of it. It's a three-year deal is all, but $5 million per year. So right now, he's in the minors on a First of a three-year contract at $5 million per year. He's got a modified no-trade clause. Um, he was waived and went unclaimed earlier in the season. So bad-looking contract for the Kings right now. Um, but they are still going with Jonathan Quick as their starting goaltender. 882 save percentage for Jonathan Quick. Not playing much better. 8-8-3 uh, eight, eight and three in 20 starts. The Sabres will not see either one of them on Tuesday night. They will see Phoenix Copley uh, of, for the Coyotes. Phoenix Copley, uh, formerly of the Coyotes, I should say. Um, not formerly of the Coyotes. I only did that because of his first name. Sorry, formerly of the Washington Capitals. Jesus. Uh, he played 26 games for the Capitals in the last two years. Got a, a start or two with the Blues earlier in his career. Um, and two years ago, as Washington's backup, a 9.05 save percentage uh, for Washington. Uh, actually, that was a couple years ago. 2018-19 was down in the minors a couple years, returned to the NHL, and now he's back with the Kings. Only two games played uh, this season. And he got two wins, 9.27 save percentage, so he's played well. But a backup goaltender uh, is what the Sabres will be seeing on Tuesday. And I did not give you the Sabres starting goaltender earlier, and I should do that. The Sabres will be going with Craig Anderson. He was the first to lead the starters net at practice so it will likely be Craig Anderson between the pipes for the Sabres who by the way will be wearing their black and reds which means they cannot lose cannot lose and I will tell you why when we come back as we go through our bet online betting preview uh, that is on the way next here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase 
Welcome back to the Locked On Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. All right, it is time to look at some of the betting lines for Tuesday night's game between the Buffalo Sabres and the Los Angeles Kings. And some interesting lines, to say the least, in this game tonight. Uh, Neither team really is favored. If you want to give a slight edge to anybody, I guess you give it to the Kings because what the lines look like, at Bet Online is the Kings minus 106 to win the game outright, and the Buffalo Sabres to win the game uh, at minus 104. So minus money, it's basically a pick'em game uh, for for Tuesday night at KeyBank Center. The over/under is at six and a half with a little bit of juice on the over. Minus 132 uh, is over six and a half. The under is plus 120. And on the puck line. You get the Kings minus a goal and a half at plus 220, while the Sabres are at minus 260 for plus one goal and a half. I would bet the Sabres in this game for no other reason than they are wearing their black and reds and they cannot lose wearing black and reds. They are 2-0 and in the black and red goat head this season. They have outscored their opponents 12-5 to in those two games. There is just something about those jerseys. They put them on and they become the 05-06 Sabres. Cannot lose wearing this tonight. But I will make a logical reason why I think the Sabres will win this game. They have been outplaying their opponents. This is a team that likes to control the game and also kind of like the Sabres doesn't bury as many of the, of their chances as they create. So they're a little bit good possession team, but they're a little bit older. The Kings are a lot of guys at the top of the lineup that I mentioned are in their thirties, um, up thirties, even Dowdy on the top pair in his thirties, Kopitar at 35 Dano at 29. Um, and I get it. Some of these guys aren't like, you know, old ancients, like 29 is not that old, but the Sabres are the youngest team in hockey and are one of the fastest teams in hockey. And I really think they're, that the Kings are going to have trouble with their speed in this game. Now, a couple of prop bets that I like for tonight's game. So I would go with the Sabres on the money line. I wouldn't touch the puck line uh, either way. Uh, minus 104 for the Sabres. Over, under, I would go over six and a half goals because you're getting a backup goaltender for the Kings and you are getting... Uh, Craig Anderson's been fine for the Sabres. You might even want to qualify him as their best goaltender right now, but not really saying a whole lot. Uh, In this game, I'm going to go back to the shots on goal well, and I'm going to go over three and a half shots for Tage Thompson at minus 157. Uh, That has been a good bet to hit all year. Thompson over on shots. He has some games where he gets eight or nine shots. Either he gets to three and a half by the end of a period. He had five goals the other night. So, you know, he could hit that just on goals scored. Um, But I like Tage Thompson over three and a half points or over three and a half shots, I should say. And if I'm looking at points, in this game, I like Dylan Cousins to record a point at minus 145. Uh, point a game player throughout the year, uh, playing on the top power play unit. And as I mentioned earlier, I, I wonder if the Kings are going to play Thompson like the Penguins did on the power play. And if that happens, then the guy that's going to benefit from that the most on the power play is going to be Dylan Cousins. It's going to open up Dylan Cousins' shooting lanes more than anybody. And I think. You know, I've criticized his shot a little bit this year, but he he has come around a little bit. I've come around a little bit on his goal scoring ability, and I think he's able to bury one on the uh, on the power play. If not, also on one of the Sabers' best lines, that kid line, the Legion of Zoom, this year. So I got Cousins to record a point at minus one forty five. 
And that is going to do it today for the Locked On Sabres podcast. So enjoy the Goatheads. Enjoy the Sabres uh, and their home meeting with the LA Kings before they uh, head out west. We get a little Sabres after dark action. So enjoy the game. We'll talk to you tomorrow here on Locked On Sabres. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Now go make your next listen. Locked On Sports today from the top stories in sports plus instant reactions big game recaps and the take of the day available on the odyssey app youtube and wherever you get your podcasts